Hey, Joe. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over 15 years, and each week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. And that's what we do every single week right here on Catching Up. See you podcast.com. Available on iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio. And wherever podcasts are sold. Wherever podcast and wherever podcasts are sold. I love that I already have 20 minutes of editing to do in the first minute of the show. <laughs> we could just start over. No, it's going to sound, everyone's going to sound perfect to you guys, but it was a lot of. And we talked over each other. Yeah. I, I accidentally said my social security number. <laughs> So uh, so last week, everybody, uh, I get this uh, text message from Mike saying, I tried listening to the show, but once you started doing that stupid Dancing with the Stars bit, I could I just immediately stopped listening. For people who didn't listen to that episode yet, don't. No, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> there was a moment where I was bringing up something with Dancing with the Stars, and Joe kept interrupting me to sing the Dancing with the Stars theme song. Joe kept and interrupting me, Dancing with the Stars. So I I knew it was coming when I was listening to the episode, and I started getting angry. And then as soon as you started, I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to music for the rest of my commute. <laughs> Which is so funny. I don't know what you listen to your podcast on, but most of them have like a skip forward button. Uh, yeah. I know that because I use that uh, frequently on RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, no, no, no. Ru- on RuPaul. Um, what's the T with RuPaul? Yeah, I just get a um, – it's, sometimes it's like – Rewatching a movie too close to the first time you watched it, so like, I don't know. We just recorded. I don't need to listen to it again. Sometimes I like to listen to to it to like remember what we said because we sometimes we'll do a thirty minute show before or after recording and you forget what was actually in the episode and well also when we were on that one ahead schedule it would it had been so long since we recorded it's almost like a new show totally that was nice it was I even like found myself laughing at stories again and yeah. So, yeah. Probably my story, though. Um, probably not. So, Joe, what's up? How are you? Oh, by the way, you said that you thought maybe you stole the Dancing with the Stars joke from somebody. Have yeah. you confirmed that? I don't know. I haven't confirmed that yet. But, you know, the person that um, I know and love, the person you know, I think, as we both know, would have immediately, immediately corrected me. Immediately. But- Bought an airplane ticket so he could show up to what tell have, you how awful your city is. Would have established a podcast all about. <laughs> Created a subdomain uh, yeah. in a in a on a website that he uh, doesn't technically own. Yeah, and just just only for the fact to tell me how I would have taken I, I took that bit from him. So the fact that he or you know what it could be he might not have listened yet. Uh, that could be it. Yeah. So I, he either hasn't listened or you didn't steal the joke. Yeah. But it does seem like a very joke. For those of you who aren't in the know, it, um, we're talking about uh, Daniel Brewer from the podcast Dubious Intent. Uh, it seems very much in his style, don't you think? That that's like a good joke he would do to Adam, yeah. like, interrupt Adam with that joke. Hey, but you, um, you are recording... You said Dubious Intent. He's also part of this RuPaul's Drag Race recap, which is starting again, right? Yes. RuPaul's Drag Race recap is starting again, Mike Lawson. It's funny that you mentioned that. I didn't say I was going to bring that up again right before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to bring it up at the end, though, and like, what do you have going on next week? We could do it twice. 
I love that the two things in the same day that I have going on is Manny's funeral and uh, my Friday. I know we don't. I'll, we'll, we'll talk about what we talk about next week. But my Friday is booked with funerals and r- drag queens and gay shit. It's very busy schedule. Yeah. Anyway. Two, uh, two very sad uh, events. <laughs> well, what's funny is actually jovial. The funeral sounds like it's going to be. Like a, a Star Search episode. Oh, I don't. Yeah, it is, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to get into it. I feel we've talked about the funeral too. I think the the next time you hear about the funeral will be the wrap up. We'll hear what happened at the funeral thing. But um, uh, there's been just major drama. Just just drama. Like I, I at one point I had to text my mom and say, "We do not live in a telenovela." <laughs> I'm not surprised though. I mean, what, whatever. We're not talking about the funeral. What's up with you, Joe? What's going on? Well, you know, Mike Lawson, I've been working out of this office, which actually technically just ended four hours ago. My gig officially ended like four hours ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I've been working out all summer out of this office. Uh, Joe isn't working out of the office no more, dancing with the stars. Oh, I thought you were going to go with, like, I sang like a summer night song. Like, you know, like. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's, what's, what, what does he sing at the end it, when, it get, when it gets sad? How does it go? Uh, yeah, but what? Those, uh, but before that, that's when uh, it gets. That's when it gets dark and cold, or something. No. Then she told me we could be friends. Then we made our true love. Oh, something. Wonder what. Wonder what. She's, she's doing now. Such a tangent. Joe so you stop working job. at the office. That lasted all summer, <laughs> and yeah. now he's homeless. <laughs> no, no, he's not. But <laughs> now he's driving for Uber. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's driving for Uber. Driving now. He's for selling Uber. his plasma. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> those Uber nights. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I've been working out of this office and I've gotten to know people in this office, right? And Not the, their names, just who I don't they know are. who they are. Yeah. I don't know what they are. I, yeah. I don't know anybody's names. Actually, I do. And, um, well, okay. Well, I know like the, the cute boys' names. Right. No, shocking. Yeah. Like, there's one guy, Hater. Oh, my God, Mike Lawson. Ugh. I hope Hater, Hater never listens is to he... that. Listen to this. I think he – well, listen to this. I think you're going to fucking get a boner right now when I tell you this. And he's just as hot as you think he is. Half Pakistani, half Mexican. Okay. So hot. Thank you. It's kind of like a younger Oscar Isaac kind of thing going on. Okay. Are you a big Oscar Isaac fan? I don't know who Oscar Isaac is. So oh, from Star Wars, yeah, and, and other things. Yeah, um, he looks like my old roommate. What old roommate? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he wasn't. It's Ex Machina. Oh, um, you're and he wasn't that hot in Ex Machina, but I think he was hot in Star Wars. Yeah, well, he's hot in general. So um, he looks like my old roommate. Which roommate? Uh, Nima. From where? From this house. Oh, that I'm in. I'll send you a photo in a second, but go, please go on. Okay. 
Anyway, uh, the first day I'm there meeting everybody, and they say, Oh, Joe, look, this meet Naveen and Amanda. They're both also, they, they're taking, they're starting this weekend that they're going to take a stand up comedy class. Uh-oh. Okay. I'm like, Oh, well, uh-huh. good for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, to move forward, they need a, uh, you have to do, contribute to their GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're selling uh, chocolate and uh, magazines too later on. To fund their uh, comedy show. Anyway, uh-huh. they want to go to Chicago to do their comedy. They've been selected to go to Chicago. And, oh, we're going to get in so much trouble. We're going to get in so much trouble. Anyway. But we started with bagging on Brewer, so he might be okay. Yeah, it's about... Well, yeah, but there's... You guys... We're talking about Joey Buhecker, by the way. My alter ego. Um, you guys, But you guys, yeah. What, making fun of Brewer one out of four episodes. It just gets tiring, guys. It just gets exhausting. Should we just rename Catching Up to, like, Inside Jokes with Mike and Joe? Because <laughs> that seems to be all we do. <laughs> I wonder. But you know what's so funny is, I, I don't know if we haven't even started this fucking story yet. What's funny to me is. <laughs> we're, like, a quarter of the way done with the yeah, episode. And we're we a quarter of the way started. done with the episode. We haven't even gotten to the story. I've met people. That's what, that's what we've learned so far. <laughs> But I think if I were listening to a show and there were these other characters we heard about, like, I almost want them to never meet Boo Hecker or Brewer. I think the fantasy is so much better. You enjoy the stories more. Yeah. Especially Boo Hecker. We don't really do an impression of Daniel Brewer. But but I also feel like y- y- the stories you tell of Boo Hecker are like, make him sound so awful and he's not. So like, I think it might ruin part of it. Mm. See, that's the joke <laughs> that you do. But I think that might ruin it for people because they're like, oh, he's actually not an awful person all the time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think I kind of know what you mean. Anyway, so they say that they're doing a comedy show, right? Yeah. I hope the comedy show is way more focused than uh, this one. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. So then the comedy show, they're going to take a comedy class. And he say, well, at the end of the class, we're going to, as most of these comedy classes do, there's going to be a showcase Yeah. to... Uh, to come see the comedians from the class. and I t- Bring your friends. Bring your friends, right? So, uh, you know, now six weeks, six weeks, eight weeks later, whatever, now it's time for the showcase, and they invite me. I think, Joey, I went, I think I went to a showcase you were in, and it was a, based around a class you were teaching. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Everybody, Go on. Yeah, a lot of people in LA it's start normal. like that. It's very yeah, normal. Yeah, very yeah. normal. So, this guy... Uh, you know, it's time for the class. And I say, I will show up and support you and go to this show, right? Mm-hmm. So I show up. And actually, I'm before because the, the story's not about him or the other person who works there. Uh, they were great. Okay, I have nothing to say about them. What I want to talk about was, um, first of all, no, they were great. A lot of these people in this show were so awful, right? First like, time doing stand-up in front of a crowd. Yeah, no, really- hold, please. I don't blame them. I blame okay. their teacher. The, the teacher didn't do a good job. Okay. Okay. So I don't blame them. But the one I want to talk about in particular was this, like, and you, I think we've talked about this on the show, either in private or not. There's a whole other show, people, that happens throughout the show. Yeah. Anyway, but you know what it is? Actually, the first 10 minutes of the show, we used to always do that anyway, but I would edit it out. Now I'm just so fucking lazy, I just leave it in. <laughs> That's what he, the, the first 10 minutes of what we used to, pretty much what we used to do anyway, and then I edited it together in a cohesive show. Now right. I'm like, hmm, we didn't talk over each other. Deal with it. Yeah. And, 
<laughs> they're here. Okay. They bought into the show. Right? At this point, you right. bought into the show. <laughs> so, but here's the thing is when you go on stage, if you're going to make fun of people, you need to just as much, if not more, make fun of yourself. Okay. Yes. It's important. Otherwise, you're just a total asshole. Yeah. And, and, and the closer you are to positions of power, I think it's even more imperative to do that. Does that make sense? So in other words, uh, a black female doesn't have to hit herself as hard as, let's say, a white straight male. Sure. Okay. Like Wanda Sykes doesn't have to go after herself as hard as, let's say, uh, Daniel Tosh. Well, wait, I said straight male. Okay, let's rephrase that. Uh, as a uh, Louis C.K. Okay. okay. So, did I just out Daniel Tosh in this show? Okay. He does, but that's part, also part of his shtick. Oh, like, he okay. does that I'm gay joke. Oh, d- oh, okay, good. So, anyway, he... Uh, if I listen to that misogynistic <laughs> fuck, yeah. but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, this guy gets up. He's a nice-looking, straight, white guy, right? And he just does not attack himself, just goes after everybody right and it's just gross like the first joke he says is like well my teacher told me if i can't make jokes about uh black women gays mexicans uh like he's just writing that he's being insulting to all these people about who he can't make jokes about right he thinks he's being super clever and meanwhile first second in you're like what a fucking asshole right yeah and then one of the jokes he does is he says so i've had a fucked up week uh, my brother just told me he's um, dating a, a tranny, right? That's right, everyone. I just found out my brother's dating a chick with a dick, right? I'm just okay. like, okay. He's like, so that's a fucked up week I'm having, you know? So I'm like, oh, are you gay? Are you straight? And he goes, you know, I'm just trying to figure this out. I'm like, oh, right, great. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. Like, it's not even a joke. It's not even funny. Right. It's a ta- I mean, whatever, right? And this guy's one of the first ones that goes up. Then, cut to the more horrible comedian after more horrible comedian. Show's almost done. But by the last comic, I couldn't even take it anymore. I had to get out of my seat. I was like, I can't. I can't do this. I can't. I'm done. So I walk out of the theater, and I go outside to the street and decide to, like, answer text messages and make phone calls, right? Yeah. As I'm start, out there, start your own comedy show. I start doing a comedy show on the sidewalk. I'm like, <laughs> "Hey, my name's Joe. Uh, I'm uh, gay and Mexican. So not only can I decorate your house, I can clean it for you too." You know, okay. But no chicks with dicks. But no chicks with dicks. Okay. So I'm on the phone there with a friend of the show, Adam Vaught. Right. I'm shooting the shit. All of a sudden, this younger guy storms out. Of the fucking theater. Storms out, right? Okay. Someone you've never seen before? Someone I've never seen before in my entire life. Storms out, runs out, and then this, like, black girl starts chasing after him, and she's like, you know, Todd, Todd. And he's like, fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Right? I fucking hate that guy. Fuck that guy. Right? Then that white straight male comic comes out, and he's like, Todd. And he's like, fuck you. Oh, I'm a fucking joke. I'm a fucking joke for you to make fun of. You're, you're going to fucking make fun of me in the crowd? Go fuck yourself. I hate you. Fuck you. Fuck. He's like screaming this. I go, of course, I'm like, uh, to Adam Vaughn, I'm going to call you back. Right? <laughs> and then I just... <laughs> Uh-huh. I just start like eating popcorn right there. On the, right. Oh, like the show is better outside. <laughs> well, but cut. Why? 
cut for a second, you were probably telling Adam Vought, like, uh, this group may I am, I'm in is so dramatic. I hate drama. I don't even know why I, I participate in a certain community because of drama. And then drama happens in front of you, and you're like, one second, I've got to uh, Let me call you right this. back. Are you going to be around in five minutes? Thanks. <laughs> so, um, at first, but honestly... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I didn't put two and two together till way later, and I was like, "Oh, that's the brother. That's the brother, and that's the tranny or the transgender uh. girl." The he called her a tranny. That's the transgender girl, which is really ballsy of the fucking bro- the comic brother to just do that joke in on stage in front of his brother and the transgender girl. Right. Wow. So uh, that happens. Wow. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that was it. And then. Uh, and it wasn't even funny. <laughs> no. No. Like, th- do you think he thought, like, Chicks with Dicks was, like, something original to say? That he people would laugh because they'd never heard that before? Mike, can I please tell you he wasn't even the worst one? Is that oh, sad? No. He wasn't even the worst one. And one Did you the- say that the two people you know were decent? They were okay. They actually had stuff to talk about. But I will say this. So this is why I blame the teacher. Even if I have any criticisms of the guy that I know and the girl, it's they went up on stage and they essentially delivered a monologue. They had a memorized speech. Right? right. It's not stand-up comedy. Stand-up right. comedy is not a memorized speech. Stand-up comedy is a lot of times you have like bullet points. Sure. And then you just speak extemporaneously. Now, one of the things that can happen when you go out and you work it and you work it and you work it and you work it, you essentially develop a script because you've done it so many times and studied it. But you don't sit there and write a script and go, let me tell you a story. Many times, I no, and you can tell when it is. And that's what everybody was doing with these like essentially long monologues. Okay. So that actually leads to an interesting story. So I'm, of course, you know, talking to hater outside he's you know going on about his band he's in or something like that and i'm like oh well and please tell me about when your band is playing you know <laughs> uh-huh I, i'm not even joking I that's my to- that's my favorite kind of music and he's oh. like i didn't tell you what kind of music we play i didn't even tell you I played music i don't play music <laughs> i said when i'm in a band like <laughs> i don't know what other kind of band like a marching band oh yeah. and i he, love marching band oh music. yeah john philip souza Anyway, that's the only that's like literally you've heard the extent of my marching band music. Okay. So actually I'm talking to Hater outside. The comics come outside, we're like, oh my god, you're so good. Oh my god, you guys did such a good job. Like, oh really? You really think so? Did we? Did we? We're like, yeah, I was so nervous up there. And then Hater asks the girl, so what it so stand-up comedy, you like memorize what you say? And she goes, Yeah. You memorize a speech. It's essentially what you're doing. I I was doing a memorized speech. And then Hater looks at me. And he goes, is that true, Joe? Is that what you do in stand-up comedy, memorize speeches? Ooh. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, um, some, <laughs> you know, that's not how I do it. But, you know, some people can do it that way. You know, it's not, you know there's, there's no run, one right way, which I guess is technically true. But um, yeah. I just think it sounds more natural. I don't know any comedian that goes up there and writes a speech and memorizes it. So all in all, that was the night. And uh, it was a good time. Was had by all. Congratulations to my friends. From they did they did do a good job. They were they were, they were actually two of the funnier ones. So there you go. Good. What's going on with you, Mike Lawson? Well, I went to the theater a bunch this week, Joey. Yeah, I know. I was um, super jealous. I saw. Uh, for starters, we went and saw uh, Showgirls the musical. Okay. Which surprisingly, Joey was really good. 
Um, Why was that surprising? Well, she, it was so bad that it was good. Like yeah. it was done. It was done really well. Um, I don't know. I, I, they. I guess the show. And I'm sure there's somebody listening that might be able to correct me. And Scott the Seder, here he comes. If this is something you want to spend your energy on, you could email it to us. That's mm-hmm. fine. But an email uh, just we don't know. <laughs> just email it to yeah. at cupodcast.com. Yeah. No. Email um, it to but, President Obama at whitehouse.gov. <laughs> um, the Showgirls the Musical, I guess, was uh, done off Broadway recently. And the young woman who plays the main character was in this production. It was a Peaches Christ production up here in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But uh, the woman who played the main character, um, whose name I, escapes me. Oh, Nomi. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, the woman who plays Nomi was in it. And she was just so good that I feel like I was laughing almost start to finish. No, like are you kind allowed of, to laugh in a theater? Shut up. You're stupid. But um, it pretty much was like nonstop. Even when like things weren't funny, like her serious look was like hilarious as well. It just was like always laughing. Um, But it was good. The music was stupid, but kind of good, too, at the same time. Um, Wasn't this wasn't just making fun of showgirls, which is ridiculous. It was also in a way sort of making fun of musical theater, which was fun. It just was a good time. A lot of nudity too, by the way. Of guys was, and girls, or just girls? Um, no, no full nudity of men. Uh, well, boring. no nudity, no full nudity of women either. But there were men in like really small outfits, uh, like basically just covering their junk and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, one weird thing. Are you? Do you remember Showgirls? The movie? Vague. I mean, I know, I know, like the key scene, like the swimming pool fucking scene. And yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So her her friend in Vegas mm-hmm. um, is a black woman. Yeah. And in the show, there was also a black man. Why did I not know till the curtain call when he pulled the wig off that it was the same person? <laughs> well, that's I'm not, not even that's joking. Not... All the way to the curtain call, when he pulled the wig off, I was like, "Whoa!" There was no makeup. There was nothing weird about it. It was just a wig. <laughs> it's like this uh, evil John. Uh, he, we went to go. John Paul took me to go see. Um, not how to get away with murder. What's the name of the murder musical? I forget. Uh, a gentleman's guide to murder. Right. Yeah. Did we talk about this in the show? We did. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He he said he never knew that it was Mike. It is so obvious the guy's playing eight different. It's a joke in the show that he's playing eight different characters. Yeah. Have you seen this well, musical? I was lost. No, I haven't. I was lost. I didn't know that this person, this man was playing both characters. But anyway, it was delicious. It was great. And then um, we had uh, our two-year... Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, hold on. I have a question. You thought it was great. What did Steve think of it? You know what? I give him a lot of credit. We saw three shows that I think he didn't want to see it really much of uh, two of them. And he was a good sport this week. Um Partially because I think we were celebrating our anniversary, so it was kind of like uh, he maybe felt obligated. Mm-hmm. I think I also made it very clear he was going to hate Beautiful, the musical, the yeah. Carol King musical. So I think he went in thinking he was going to hate it, so he like tried really hard to not be the kind of like un- uncomfortable um, theater companion. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He he kept good spirits the whole time. So we saw Beautiful the Musical the next day. Now, did he ever try awesome. and pretend like there was a, like there was an earthquake or something so he could escape the theater? 
No, he didn't do anything like that. I did buy him gummy bears uh, to sneak into the theater, just like you would probably a little child. Mm-hmm. You're like, if you're good, yeah. you can have these. <laughs> now, let me ask you so, a different question. Actually, it's a little bit of a tangent here. Last week, we talked about your dislike for Korean food. Uh, mm-hmm. Had he heard that episode? Did he have any comments? Well, he knows that already. This isn't news to him. Uh, but he has actually been incredibly busy at work. So I think last we talked, he was a couple episodes behind. Oh, he I was see. listening. Yeah. Uh, but he said, like, oh, I just heard some episode, and it's old. Uh, I know. It's like this so. Taylor the Latte Boy. He tries to pretend. He told me the other day, he goes, um, maybe I shouldn't say that. But he's, he said we were among his favorite shows. I'll say that, right? Okay. Yeah. But then he goes, you know, he's like, you broke up with Cameron? I was like, two months ago? Wait, what? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> he didn't really say that. No, he didn't. No, he didn't say that. Because when I was in Florida, we were talking about you breaking up. I try and ring in a terrible story about Taylor the Latte Boy into every episode. <laughs> um, so, Joey, we also uh, went to Musée Mechanique which is kind of a reoccurring date that we do on our anniversary and we take pictures in a photo booth and it's fun. But when we're down there, uh, we're kind of walking around the fisherman's wharf, which is very touristy. And we were going to jump in an Uber to go back to Steve's house, which is near the tenderloin. And well, it's in the tenderloin. And as uh, we're walking to kind of get away from the big tourist crowd to find a good place to call an Uber, uh, we, basically are walking towards where the trolley cars pick up and steve and i were like well you know what the trolley car drops off really close to your house it's touristy but i mean we've never done it before do you want to just jump in the trolley car and ride it all the way there it'll take a longer time but you know what i mean like it's you know you're why not do something touristy let me ask you a question you're in san francisco a lot right yeah is there a lot of rice or roni there? No. Uh-uh. I wonder why they call it the San Francisco treat. That's what Rice Aroni called it. I don't know. Um, and they had the trolley car on there. Yeah, Rice Aroni, the San Francisco treat. And so, Joe, we get on this trolley car. And so Steve and I both have clipper cards, which are like um, prepaid cards that you just touch to a sensor and it deducts the fare, right? And there's another option, which is you could pay cash, $7 cash to ride on this thing, okay? Okay. And Which the Uber probably would have been 7 total, but there's two of us, so it was double that. But it's an experience. So we get in, we sit down, and the man uh, collects money from everyone as they are in. Mm-hmm. And we show him we have clipper cards, and he kind of, like, rolls his eyes. He's not happy with us, okay? Why? I don't know. Because he... Steve and I have a theory that we think he might have been pocketing cash, and, oh. and you'll and you'll get you'll get there in a second. So he's not happy that we have clipper cards. So he kind of goes around and takes everyone cat everyone's cash, and he he doesn't say a word to us. He just puts his index finger up to tell us he'll be back. Yeah. So we, I keep my clipper card out. Steve has his out. We're waiting, and um. He collects cash from everyone. Then he comes back to us with a machine to read our clipper cards, and he can't get it to read our clipper card. So we're just sitting there. Whatever. That's what I got. I don't even know if I had cash in my pocket or not, but that doesn't matter. I'm using my clipper card 
get your machine to work or don't charge me. Yeah. So we're sitting there and um, Steve has his leg kind of like uh, his uh, ankle resting on his knee, like his legs crossed. Okay. Which wasn't in this man's way at all. But for some reason, the man, both Steve and I didn't understand what was happening. He looks at us and he like puts his hands up, both of his hands, palm palms facing up, like what gives? And we thought he like wanted us to give us our clippers, like, clipper cards again. So we give it to him. And then he hits Steve <gasps> on the foot. Like not, it, it didn't hurt Steve, but it was certainly like he hit him. And we're like, what? So he wanted Steve to put his foot down. So whatever Steve did, but we kind of both look at each other. And then a man, a family, uh, I think it was like three adults and then a, a small child get on. And children under four ride for free. Okay. okay. And the guy gets on and he's like, how much is it? And the guy tells him it's $7 each. So the guy starts pulling up cash. And then Steve's like, oh, but under four ride for free. Oh, and then the, Steve is just... <laughs> <laughs> the man says, the guy who is working the uh, uh, trolley car, he's like, "Is it? how is this any of your business? <gasps> and so Steve is like, oh, I was just telling the man that children under four don't have to pay. Uh-huh. That's what I was telling. Like Steve was saying, like, I, I'm not talking to you. I was talking to the man. So that's none of your business, man. I'm talking to this guy. And so then the man says, <laughs> well, he's seven. <laughs> So the dad was like, well, my kid is seven, so that doesn't actually yeah. do us any good, so I'm going to pay anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Steve was a little bit off, but the man was so pissed. How old was he? Who? The man. The trolley car worker? Yeah. I don't know, 35, 40 oh, I, 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 I'm expecting like a really old man. No, he was he was on the younger side. Okay. And um, so he was mad at us, and the the dad who brought the family on was actually really nice. He came in and he was like, Thank you for doing that. I don't know what this guy's problem is. Something like that, which was really nice of him to do. Yeah. And then that was pretty much our, our wonderful San Francisco trolley trip. But then to get off the trolley, there's no like bell system to ring or anything. You have to tell the operator. Oh, God. So this lady next to me, she was like, how do we get off? And I was like, you have to signal to him. You have to tell him that you want off. And she's like, but he's so rude. <laughs> yeah. Did anyone complain? I was going to say, did you complain? No, like... There would have been so many complaints lodged. In fact, the next story kind of deals with that. I would have been complaining. uh, We we didn't. I I just felt like more work than it was worth. I don't know. So that's it. Um, That was our trolley car experience. It was a great time. (laughs) Sounds like it. Yeah. Wait, you have another story about complaining? Yeah. What's your story? So, uh, this is actually a San Francisco-based company. Have you ever heard of the company Timbuktu? Yeah. They make uh, backpacks and stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. I love their stuff. I buy a lot of their products. And don't they come with, like, a lifetime guarantee? They sure do, Mike Lawson. And uh, But I think also Jansport does, too. It seems to be, like, a, a thing with the handbags and backpacks. But, uh, yeah, I like Timbuktu a lot, okay? I wish I would have kept my Jansports as a kid. Why? Because I had, I would get a new one each year. If I could get them replaced, I would just have. I, though, I will say, I don't. They can put a lifetime guarantee. There's nothing you can do to these Jan Sports that will. Mike, I have a Jan Sport that I've had for at least 20 years from like the Prince Interview days. It's in the back of my car. Still, I mean, it looks ratty, but like in terms of like functionality, good as new. 
Mm. Nothing wrong with it at all. Okay. Anyway, so I like these Timbuktu products. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the offices that this is not an office I work out of, but whenever I want to write in peace, I'll go to my friend Chris's office, which is in Venice Beach, uh, on Abbott Kinney. Okay, which is a like yeah. now the tr- it, it wasn't when he opened the office there, but now it's like a super trendy street. And they've since opened a Timbuktu office, uh, I mean storefront on Abbott Kinney. I know they have a couple in San Francisco, but this is the only one in LA is on Abbott Kinney. So I get this alert last week that they're having a 25% off sale at Timbuktu. And on the online, though. So I go, you know, I'm, I'm going to be at the office. I'm going to stroll over there, see if they honor the online sale. Okay. So I stroll over to Timbuktu. And when I do, there's like plates of like platters of fancy food in there. Okay. Uh-huh. And I go, oh, wow, you guys really not a welcome, roll out the welcome map for the, a, a customer, right? Yeah. The, the workers there, I was just talking about this. The guy who is a kid, like a hipster kid, he's so pissy with me. Like, um, that's for a private event, and we're closing <laughs> in five minutes. And I was like, oh, well, I, oh, well, there was, I, I saw online there's a sale. And then, so then there's a nice guy who works here. It's kind of like the manager, I think. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll honor the sale. And I go, oh, but I guess I only have five minutes. He goes, well, you have like seven minutes. It's not, it's not a hard, like he's, like, he's apologizing kind of for the guy. He's yeah. like, he's worked in customer service before. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you don't, you don't have exactly five minutes, you know, you can go ahead. He's, he's not annoyed you pulled him away from his grinder or Tinder. <laughs> exactly. He's like, do you know what you want? I go, no, I'm just going to, it's a very small store. I'm just going to glance around. He's like, okay. So I do find actually something that I like, which I think I might take back anyway. After you hear the whole rigmarole, I'm going to take it back anyway. Because like this little folder, and the guy goes, are you sure you want this? It's like bike messengers. And I go, no, I could totally use this. And I'm like, there's nothing I can do with this, right? I don't know what I'm going to do with this thing. So I, I, I go, oh, is this part of the 25% off sale? And the guy goes, mm, I don't think so. I go okay, yeah. and I I know that they're that they are really you, like, you can tell they're being nice, but they're like getting ready. Like the guy's waiting by the door to lock it behind me and put yeah. closed, right? They turned the lights off, and he goes. So the guy goes, <laughs> yeah. They, the guy goes, do you work on Abbott Kenny? And I go, oh yeah, 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 I do. I'm at, oh, I'm down the street, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm gonna bleep that out. I almost gave the address of the place. Okay. I go, I'm at this address, right? And he goes, Oh, okay, well, you know, we have a discount, an Abbott Kinney discount, like a friends and family discount. I go, Oh, great. Which I've done that before. When you eat at places and you tell them they'll give you a discount. So there's this restaurant. I think they have them in the Bay Area too. They have green leaf up there. Uh, not that I know of, okay. but that doesn't mean... Okay, so they have a green leaf. It seems very San Francisco, and and I know that they do like a 5% off because you work in Abbey Kinney, okay? He goes, okay, I'll give you a friends and family discount, right? Mm-hmm. So I go, great, and he gives me the price, and uh, I uh, sign it, and and uh, I go I go on my way, you know? Mm-hmm. Then I... Now they're closed, right? I get back to the office, I'm looking at it, I go online, Mike... Cheaper. The, the item I bought was on the twenty five percent off sale. Okay. And I'm not now. I'm just like fucking pissed. I'm like fuck these guys. You know they knew it was on sale, right? You know they knew it was on sale. They knew it was on sale. And like this is on a Friday, right? This is Friday, last Friday. 
And I was driving home and I'm like, I was so fucking, I was stewing in the car. Like, I don't think I listened to music. I just sat there like, fuck those hipster fucks taking advantage of me. I go, you know what? Next week on Monday, I'm going to go over there and I am going to, I go, the difference is $10, you know, (laughs) I don't care. I will go just for the fucking principle of the thing. I am going to go over there. Because he's like, oh, can you do me a big favor and give you 5% off? You know, I'm going to give you a friends and family discount, you know? Mm-hmm. Give me the 5% off. And meanwhile, like, the really is 25% off. Right. I wait the whole weekend. The whole week I'm plotting, right? Yeah. <laughs> Monday, I drive over there, park the car, and I tell the receptionist, like, I tell everyone there, I go, listen. Tell them the whole story. I go, I'm going to go over there. I don't care. It's, I don't care about the money. I don't care. It's $10. $10, big deal, right? Probably spent more on that in gas coming over here. I don't give a shit. It's the principle that they lied to me and they tricked me, right? right? Yeah. So I march on over there and uh, I'm already ready to fight with them, you know? And I say, listen, I came over here on Friday and the manager's there, but there's a different guy helping me. The manager goes, oh, yeah, I remember you. Hey, what's going on, man? You work on the street, right? I go, yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, I came over here. And uh, you guys said it wasn't twenty five percent off on this one. I looked at look. I had a picture from the website. I go look. It's a twenty five percent off sale. And he goes, oh, really nice. So you just want a price adjustment? And I go yes. He goes, no problem. Easy. Easy. We'll do a price adjustment. That's not a problem. I go, oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. You know, there's no dummy here, right? Right. <laughs> so then. He goes, okay, that's, uh, you have your debit card? And we go, we're like, all right, sir, we've done it, and here's a receipt, and $3 back on your card. And I didn't say anything. I was like, okay. He, put, he stapled it. He all stapled it to the original receipt. I leave, Mike. The friends and family discount at this place is 20%, not 5%. So basically, I marched over there for 5% more. <laughs> You know, after I left, I'm like, what if this guy fucking waited all weekend to come here and he yelled at us for $3? Right. $3. $3. Did you tell the office when you got back? Yes. I go, oh my God. Kyle's going like, these fucking douchebags. And like, yeah, these hipster Venice Beach douchebags, right? Go, I'm the douchebag. I'm the douchebag. Because Basically, you are, yeah. I was the douchebag there. I, Because you know what? Because if you would have told me this story, but you were a friend, I would have been like, well, did you look at the original receipt? Right. It would have been my fault. Yeah. <laughs> I was totally at fault here. So, um, I, but so anyway, during I, your- I like the, there's a backpack I really like there. Here's another thing with Timbuktu. The cool shit is not meant for normal people. Because yeah. there's a backpack that I love there. So I'm like, oh, I love that backpack. And they're like, which one oh, is yeah. it? Do you know the name? I'm gonna of it? tell you in a second. I'll tell you. So I go, oh wow, yeah, I'm gonna come back and get that maybe next week. And so I'm thinking now, I'm gonna go trade in what I got and use the credit to get that backpack, right? I, and I took a picture of the model and everything. Like that I go online and look at this backpack. It's a backpack for people who have dogs. What's it called? It's called the Mutt the Mutt Mover. Oh, <laughs> I'm a. Uh, I've been playing with the. Uh, I don't know what it's called actually. <laughs> While you've been telling the story, I've been customizing a bag that I made. Well, here's the deal, though. Sign up for the Mike. They don't ever pay full price for one of their bags. Wait for they have sales all the time. So just sign up for the email. So you get ten percent for signing up, and then whatever sale they have, you can add it to that. 
So, okay. um, yeah. That's good. Use the know. offer like code catching up to <laughs> receive a special, uh, what's it? What we a special Timbuk two discount? I don't know. I can't do it. Sorry. Um, it's okay. What else is going on with you, Mike Lawson? Um, well, I'm making a Timbuk two bag as we speak. Okay, I'm gonna close that actually. Um. What else is going on with me? Oh, I went and saw this RuPaul Drag Race show. Oh, yeah. But they the do. Season eight uh, queens, right? Yes. One observation I made mm-hmm. is they don't mention RuPaul at all in any of the marketing materials. This is separate. This is, yeah. not, this is nothing to do with that. They just all happen to be former contestants, and mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty good. It was all season eight queens, and Katya was supposed to be the host. Mm-hmm. And we don't. I don't follow Katya on social media at all. I don't follow a lot of Drag Race people on social media, mm-hmm. so I didn't know this. But uh, the announcer's like, "Oh, oh, first of all, Joey, we get there. Steve and I both were not sure if we were in the right place. The crowd was not what you would have expected at such a thing. Uh, for starters, it's an all-age venue. Yeah. So there were a lot of kids, but there were a lot of older folks too." Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Steve and I look fairly normal, but when I walked up, when I walked up, it was just a bunch of people in there, like, I don't know, everyone was normal. I expected a lot more, like, gay club Uh, clientele sort of folks. You know what's so funny is, just, I I, I usually backlog RuPaul's podcast, Mm -hmm. and so I just actually started catching up on those. Whichever one I heard recently, Michelle Visage talks about this, actually. And she was saying that a lot of the theater audience skews younger because... There was a lot of young kids, yeah, for sure. It skews younger because you can see, especially in San Francisco, L.A., and New York, you can see these drag queens all the time for any night of the week, you know? But it's going to sure. be a 21 and over club. So you have right. all these kids who they can only see them on these tours... And so a lot of times it skews younger. Yes. So there was a lot of younger, but there were also a lot of people on dates, like men and women on dates, uh, straight people, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. But it was an interesting group. We at first were not so sure we were in the right place until we saw, you know, the one kid in platform shoes and blue lipstick. And then we're like, ah, we're here. Mm-hmm. This is right. Uh, so we finally get in and um, get situated. And it's this huge theater. Um, it's called it's the Palace of Performing Arts, and it's an older theater, but it's still a really cool venue. But the weird thing about the setup, unlike a lot of modern or theaters that have been built recently, there's just better accessibility. Uh, the way the theater's set up is you have an entrance on the left and the right of the house, and it's just one huge row of seats. Does that make sense? Yes. So if you're sitting in the middle, like we were, you're climbing, you're walking from the side of the theater, all the way to the center of the theater. There's no walkways to get you there, if that makes sense. hope it does. It does. So uh, the way it's set up, too, is all the even seats are on one side of the theater and odd are on the other. So there's two doors to get into the theater, and they're labeled even and odd. So Steve and I are sitting in seats 52 and 54, Mm -hmm. okay? 
So we walk into the theater, we get in the correct row, we walk down our, the row to our seats, and when we purchase the tickets, we purchase seats that were next to each other, mm -hmm. and it turns out 52 and 54 are smack dab in the middle of the theater. Okay. Um, in fact, 54 is sitting next to 55 in yeah. every row, okay? So it's, the two, it's where the even and odds meet. Mm -hmm. And we go down. And for some reason, all of the, the rows that we can see around us, 52 and 54 are seated next to each other. But for some bizarre reason, in our row, 52 is next to is in between 51 and 53. Okay. Do you follow me? Yes. So our, the, There's a the seat between you and Steve. Yeah, their numbering is wrong. And so we get down... And there's a guy sitting in because he, there's a guy sitting in what we thought was 52, mm -hmm. but it turns out he wasn't. He was in 53. So we're like, um, I think you're in our seat, but we're not sure that normal thing that yeah. you do. And and we like all get out our tickets. And he's like, No, I'm actually 53. This is 53. 52 is there. And we're like, Oh, that's weird. But he's all alone, right? Mm -hmm. So we're like, Um, and he's like, Oh, I'll move down. That's fine. Because yeah, he, what, what does, does it hurt him? Yeah, yeah. So he moves down one. We sit next to each other. Everything is fine. Mm -hmm. Let's move on. Mm -hmm. Steve was so upset, Joe. She was like, I swear, when I bought the tickets, they were next to each other. Oh, Steve like, yeah. bought the tickets? Yes. Oh, he's so... so he's like, well, because he... Well, no, you know what? Before you say anything, usually I'd laugh, but this Steve knows how you are with the theater. He no. was probably shaking in his fucking Stop. Boots. No. No. I was. I was very much like... No big deal. We're here. We're sitting. Let's whatever. Joey, he brought it up like 10 times before the show started. It was a topic of conversation during the intermission. It was stressing him out so much that it was stressing me out that he was stressed out. Do you beat him? No, I've never beaten him. Why is he so afraid of you? He's not afraid of me. He was really concerned about this. So anyway, the show gets started and the announcer uh, comes on the mic and did what I thought was a joke. He's it was the normal, like, I don't know, find the exit nearest you. It, it might be behind you bullshit. And then he's like, and now, coming to the stage, the the MC for our, our evening tonight, uh, Ginger Minge. And you could hear the people in the crowd gasped. Yeah. A few people laughed. I thought it was funny. And then Ginger Minge walks out. And were you Katya's like, did you text Boo Hecker? What are you doing here? Joe, this Ginger Minge... I wasn't a fan of Ginger Minge during the RuPaul show, mm -hmm. but now I am. Really? Now I, after seeing what she did live, yeah, it, it was good. It was a good personality. Uh, there were some a few things. I don't know if we've talked about this before or not, but Ginger Minge, well, physically, when he's dressed as drag, there's something that kind of reminds me of Joey Buhecker dresses drag. <laughs> uh huh. There's something there. Uh huh. But then also the sense of humor uh, is very similar too. Yeah. Now look. And what about the Joey, what about the voice? Now we might get uh, an, a voicemail from Joey Boohecker on this, but how dare look, you say I'm like Ginger Minge? Look at Ginger Minge was second place. Like Ginger Minge is a quality drag. I'm not. I'm not throwing shade at Joey Boohecker at all. <laughs> For some reason, we both know that he's going to take it that way. But uh, Ginger Minge was really good. But there were a few jokes where I was like, oh, Joey Boohecker would do that. And then <laughs> at the end of the show, they do a Q&A, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. And Ginger Minge, Ginger Minge is the, the MC, okay? 
So they have these like pre-written questions from f- people that were at the meet and greet. And uh, Ginger Minj is like, okay, Thor G Thor, here's a question for you, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then um, as if it was a surprise, he's like, oh, here's a question for me, Ginger Minj. And the question is, uh, do you have an upcoming album coming out? If so, are there any funny stories you want to tell us about recording that album? Yeah. <laughs> Signed, Peter, right? Yeah. Or whoever. And he's like, oh, that's so funny, Peter, that you bring that up. Like, everybody's seeing through what he's doing. Yeah. But he's saying it like, oh, my God, it's so funny you bring this up because I actually have this great story that makes me look good and name drops all over the place. Oh, Mike, you should totally do that at the end of the show about the RuPaul's Drag Race recap. What? Go like, Joe, we we actually got an email from an audience member. He has a question. Do you have another (laughs) podcast? (laughs) Um, So, anyway... Uh, all of the drag queens were good, except for one. Oh, I, I think talk- I know who it is. I was just talking about this. Go ahead. Well, I'm curious. Who do you think it? Oh, so let me re- let me recap for the audience. Thorgy Thor was there. Robbie Turner was there. Um, Naomi Smalls, uh, Kimchi, and um, Chichi. Okay. Were all of them performed? Sure. They all did two songs. Mm-hmm. Then they did the Q and A. Who do you think was the most disappointing person? Okay, I actually just had this conversation with, yesterday with uh, uh, colleague Jay Ellis. I say colleague because he's on another uh, podcast that recaps RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, and uh, we were talking about this yesterday. And we both are in agreement here because I was actually talking about how this is like we, this is the most we've ever ventured into RuPaul's Drag Race, but. Uh, there are two drag queens, Katya, Trixie Mattel, and uh, they have a very, 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 very passionate, or you'd almost say obsessive fan base, right? Sure. And I've sure. always said, I don't, and I'm going to do a big speech about this when we do RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. So if you want to hear that, download RuPaul's Drag Race Recap this week. <laughs> but Katya... Second plug. Second plug. Katya has a, um, a very passionate fan base who love her i mean they will attack anyone who attacks her right sure but here's the thing and i found katya's personality on season seven to be winning i I thought she was really self-effacing that was cute and stuff but her actual act his story as a boy was also very compelling yeah but his act isn't that good like i don't think it's that funny i think it's really almost childish which makes sense because i think a lot of very young people like him and i think um, like you said, there's a lot of young people there, but it, yeah. it, it, I don't like it. It's just not, I, I, don't, I respect so, her as a drag queen, but whatever. that's not what I'm talking about. The okay, same okay. thing. So Jay and I talked about this. We feel the same way about Kim about? Chi and that okay. Kim Chi is a look queen. And so her Instagram, you go on her Instagram where she just has amazing. an Instagram. Amazing. But, and this was a thing on the show and people like, and also on uh, almost like Katya, her personality as a boy out of drag is very compelling as well on the show. Yes. And she's very personable. And you want to, like, I don't have anything bad to say about Kim Chi as a person. I think what, what I've yeah. seen on the show, she seems very nice. But she's not a performer. And I think people yes. are disappointed by Kim Chi. Was I correct? So you hit the nail on the Korean head. It basically, Joey, so people were coming up and tipping the, the performers. And Kimchi came out and did two songs, and basically, 
walked from side to side on the stage and took money from people. And that was it. <laughs> like no dancing at all. A little bit of armography. A little bit. But basically just took cash from people. Um, can I say I've never been a fan of Chi-Chi. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think a super compelling story. I've never been like a hater of Chi-Chi. Mm-hmm. But what, seeing uh, what she did, oh my God. The first song was amazing. And I, it was kind of coincidental. Her bracelet broke and beads went everywhere, mm-hmm. which is similar to a moment that happened on the show uh, when she was lip singing for her life. Mm-hmm. And that was funny. But then the second song that she did, she did last Donna Summer. I think it's Donna Summer's Last Dance. It is Donna Summer. She did a Donna Summer song, Last Dance. And she fucking poured everything into it. Mm-hmm. And then ended the thing by doing like 12 backflips mm-hmm. and ending it into a split. Like it was phenomenal and yeah. so good. And there were also a few moments where um, there was one boy in the audience who came up on stage and kind of uh, Ginger brought him up on stage to do, to walk and uh, to just kind of be himself, which was really kind of moving. And then there was another moment where Ginger, um, was talk ginger went through the audience and talked to some people which i think was to waste time because when she was done with that naomi still wasn't ready to come out on stage and she had to extend more but mm-hmm. she was going through this the audience and there was a, a young woman in the uh a young girl she was i think 12 who uh when ginger was interviewing her what the girl was saying like i don't know what i want to do in, with my life and ginger was like digging like well what are your hobbies and the girl was like basically saying that she was really into drag race and she loves drag queens and she loves all of this. So Ginger is like a a term I never heard bio drag. Have you ever heard of this? No. So Ginger's like, there's a place in the drag community for women to do this. Mm -hmm. And she explained bio drag. And then she was like, come here. And she brought the 12 year old backstage for a few, a couple of numbers. Mm -hmm. And then the girl comes back out and kind of, does a little walk and stuff. It, there was a lot of just like positive, like I don't know, stuff, positive yeah. stuff, energy for children or mm-hmm. for young people. Yeah, um, it was really good. Um, so who was your favorite? I really think Chi-Chi blew it out of the water, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were all good though, except for um, Kimchi, unfortunately. Which I love Kimchi. I think she, her looks are beautiful. I like her character. I like all of that, but just not a performer. Yeah. Not a performer at all. I wonder how many minutes ago Adam Vaught stopped listening to the show. Um, Maybe you don't, let, me, let me do a test here. Adam Vaught, if you're still listening, uh, text me the word barrel of pickles. That's three words, actually. Text me the words barrel of pickles. Okay. I think Great. he. I don't think he did. I think he gave up. Um, interesting. So that was uh, the show. It was a good time. Um, I actually think it ran a little bit long because we were, we're old people. It's hard to sit in that theater for that long and like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was an interesting sort of venue to do this at. I love how you think theater. this is long and you and Steve want to come to next year's finale where it's going to be like six hours. Yeah, but you go in knowing that. Please spend the night at my place when that happens. Yeah, totally. Cut to you wake up. Uh, I'm just staring at you guys sleep. <laughs> Cut to you, I have uh, I bring my own urinal jar <laughs> so that I don't use your toilet. <laughs> That's a callback, friends. Yeah. That's a callback uh, dedicated to all the loyal listeners 
of catching up. I can't, All right, Joey. I, I can't do this joke on the show, but uh, I would I, for two days this week, I was on uh, Scruff. Because, you know, every three or four months, I go, like, I'll check out Scruff, right? And I actually met a really cool guy. But his profile, his name was just like a period. You know, they don't put their name, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I talked to him and like super cool, like cute, uh, is, um, has two jobs. He's like an event planner, but he also like does the box office at a theater out here. And he loves to, he's a foodie, he loves to go eating different food, and he uh, loves to go urban exploring. Like we had a lot of similar interests, okay? Yeah. And so, you know, soon into the conversation, but not... Graduated college in the 2000s. Graduated college in the 2000s. Uh, will, or, well, sorry, will graduate college in the 2000s. So then... Um, doesn't know who or what Andy Griffin is. Mm-hmm. Was born in the 2000s. So anyway, um, yeah, we're talking. And, you know, early on, you know, it makes it seem like I knew this at the very end. But I knew this soon in. Uh, I learned this quickly. And I, I go, hey, you know, my name's Joe. What's your name? Mike. Cameron? Oh, no. And I go, shut the fuck up. And he goes, yeah. I go, I told him the story. I go, that's not a very common name, especially for boys. Well, it's not like uncommon. It, like, it's not like a Rod Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been weird if he would have met another Rod Kyle right afterwards. Right? Like, I mean, Cameron, at least, like, when you said his name is Cameron, I'm not like, what? Another Cameron? I just thought, like, oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. So I guess you're gonna assume you're, I'm, gonna, I'm assuming you're gonna ask me what I'm doing this week. Yeah. I'm no. Going, well, are you gonna do no news stories? Or we're already an hour in. Never mind. Yeah. I don't like. It. What do you? What, hey, Joe. What do you got going on this week? Well, I'm supposed Any to other get, podcasts you might be recording. Oh, Mike. It's funny that you say that because you know how we just talked about RuPaul's Drag Race for 20 minutes. Oh. Uh-huh. I do another podcast with Daniel Brewer, Taylor the Latte Boy, and myself called RuPaul's Drag Race Recap, where we every week we recap the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. You can get it on iTunes. I think you can only get it on iTunes, actually, or on our website. I don't know what our website is, but I think, it's, I think it is DragRaceRecap.com. I could be wrong, Hill. You can get it on iTunes, though. I know that. Thank you. Okay, so just search Drag Race Recap. Drag Race Recap. Search that. Um, also, I have Manny's funeral. Finally, thank God, this funeral is going to be gone starting to uh, – starting up is tomorrow. So next week, I will tell you all about the funeral. Okay. Okay. Uh, also, uh, funeral, and then oh, I might go see. You know, there's a cemetery out here where they show movies every week. It's like it's a super hipster thing to do, right? Uh, but like one night a year is usually like a reserved for some sort of like gay movie or movie that gay guys like, and they're doing nine to five on Friday. So I might go to that on Friday night. Go see nine That'd to five. Yeah. It does, uh, dragracerecap.com does uh, redirect to your website, so that's perfect. Okay, dragracerecap.com. Mike Lawson doing... God's work. God's work. What do you got going on, Mike Lawson? Well, Joey, um, not much. I actually have a, something this evening for work. I'm going to go meet up with some folks as well. Um, and then this weekend, I get to go to... Um, shit, I keep forgetting what the city's name is. I'm going to some city north of Sacramento. Um, Eureka. To Native, Native American land to do an event for work. And then after that, uh, my buddy Daniel's birthday uh, is happening. So this will be happening. By the way, I started drinking again, kind of. What? What happened? 
Well, when I was, oh, when I went down and I was uh, hanging out with Julianne Lanus, that was my first drink in a while. Mm, that makes sense. If I had to hang out with Julianne Lanus, I'd start drinking again, too. Why did, why, out of all, well, I guess we do say everyone's full name. Why, I don't know why we say her full name, but when I was hanging out with my friend Julie, um, we went to a Mexican restaurant and I wanted a margarita. Yeah, so yeah. I kind of stopped drinking because I found that a lot of my alcohol consumption was just based around social activities, not because I wanted the alcohol. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? We're going to sit and meet w- and talk. I'll have a beer. And that turns into four beers And when I didn't even really want one. Yeah. Uh, so I cut it out. And now I'm just going to drink when I want to drink. So that happened. As opposed uh, to what? Were people drinking. forcing you to drink before? Wait, did you not just hear my explanation yeah, for but, 10 seconds before? No, I heard your explanation. But you, oh, you're, you're saying in those social situations you feel pressured to drink? No, I would be like, well, I'm at sitting at a bar talking to somebody i'm just gonna get a beer Mm -hmm. because that's what you do when i didn't even really want a beer yeah so it was easier to say i don't drink i'm just gonna have soda water Mm -hmm. and then now i think i'm at a point where like i don't need it i'm good i'm actually happy saying i don't drink but i can have a drink every once in a while that's the point so um saturday Maybe that's all I really got going on is that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, is that what you got going on this week, Mike Lawson? Yeah, nice kitchen up with you, Joey. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Follow us on Twitter at podcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, yeah, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 uh, um, uh, use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.